0: How is everybody's 2022 going? The new year. I feel like this new year, I it's it's been going good. It's been going really good. I started my new job. I've been at my new job for about a week now. And you guys absolutely loved the last podcast and showed so much love and support. So thank you so much. Um, the last episode was about me moving from bedside to outpatient. And I love it. I love it. And the reason being is because I have such good energy on my off days. I'm not so, so tired. So when I was at bedside, I was doing night shift. And so I would come off in the mornings, I would get home in the mornings, and then I would sleep basically until afternoon. And so kind of that afternoon was wasted on my off day. And so um it kind of gave me like low energy like oh like I kind of wasted the day even though I didn't because I had the rest of the day to like do whatever I wanted but still even then I think at the beginning when I started night shift I was like oh wow like I get to get off in the mornings and I get to do all this xyz stuff because the day just started but it'll catch up to you trust me it will catch up to you um and so now like this past week when I got home from work because I get off around like 5 30 and then I come home and it's maybe like 5 45 6 o'clock I still have energy to go out if I wanted to like last week I went out with my friend Clara or my old co-worker Clara and we went out to go to Hughes Cooking which is like um a Asian restaurant here in Houston and then we went to Kung Fu Tea afterwards and I still had work the next day and so just that extra time that I have for myself like I could read I could work on Hello Tiffy RN stuff I could catch up on Singles Inferno which oh my gosh if you guys are not watching Singles Inferno what the heck we're only channeling Gia vibes in 2022 only Gia is so freaking powerful um but yeah I just have so much time for myself and I feel really happy and like my mentality is in a better state now not that it was like terrible when I was on nights but um I feel like I'm living life to the fullest and my days are more productive and I'm able to do more things. Um so yeah it's been going great. Um and today or actually yesterday um I had a day off and I woke up early. I woke up around like eight o'clock because now so all my orientation days um my schedule is from 8 30 no not 8 30 from 7 to 5 30 and so um I'm used to waking up around like six or like five or something. And so I woke up early and I cleaned, I deep cleaned the entire entire apartment. Also, if you don't have a steam mop, what are you guys doing? I bought a shark steam mop for Black Friday and it is the best invention ever and my floors are so freaking clean. Um so that's the update on my life. Yesterday I also went out to Heidi Lao which is a hot pot place um here in the Katy, Chinatown area and they opened up and it's, it, it's not like recent, recent, but they opened up in the summertime and it's really, really hard to get reservations. I've been trying to get reservations for weeks now, and they were booked up until the new year's day. And I finally was able to get reservations yesterday. And so I took my, um, old orientee there, um, Amorette, and she's doing great, uh, by herself. Um, I took her there and she loved it. So that was fun times. Um, so yeah, I'm able to do a lot more stuff now. Um, what else happened in 2020? I, I already ended one of my friendships. Um, and I'm not sad about it. It's kind of like, all right, like in 2021, I figured out like what I'm looking for in a friend and what I don't want in a friend. And so if I cut you off, I cut you off. And it's not anything like harmful. It's not something that's toxic. It's just, I don't need to tell somebody happy birthday or Merry Christmas once a year when I don't really care for the friendship anymore. Like, I don't want to have to fake it. And I don't want to have to fake anything. I don't want to have to force anything. And so I just didn't, I didn't want it anymore. Because um, I, I always felt that when I was, you know, trying to make friends in 2021, that I was always putting in more effort than the other person, which in this case, that was, I feel like it was the case. And uh, I was always reaching out to them and them not really reaching out to me. So I just, you know, I ended things and it's whatever, you know, and you move on with life and there's no sad things about it. It's just releasing toxic energy because we don't need that. And once you release all the toxic energy, all the good things come to you and I promise you and I say that all the time. Anyway, this episode is going to be about, um, a guy that I was talking to that stopped talking to me because of Hello Tiffany RN, and I've I have never ever talked to a guy before that didn't make me learn something new about myself or make me learn something that I wanted in somebody else, like as in a significant other. And I don't ever see it as like wasting my time. I actually like enjoy. Getting to know guys, and I actually enjoy dating, even if like you know it comes with you know some heartbreak or whatever. I, like it just it makes me grow as a person. And um, if I didn't put myself out there, I wouldn't know half the things I know now about myself or what I want in somebody else. Um, so I started talking to this guy I matched with on Hinge um, beginning of December, so last month, and uh, he was, you know, my type. He had a staple job. He worked in the healthcare field. Um, I always think, okay, well, my parents like approved just by like their hinge profile on like their age and like what they do. Cause you know, Asian parents, but, um, yeah, he, he had good, you know, a good, um, status, I guess mm, that didn't sound right, but you guys know what I mean, right? He wasn't a bum. Um, and so he actually reached out to me on hinge and we started talking back and forth and we actually had like a lot of similarities, which was so freaking weird. Um, and we started talking and it was good vibes. It was really good vibes. Um, and he was putting in a really good amount of energy. Like he really took the time to try and get to know me and ask me questions. And I was asking him questions back. Um, and it was kind of like a back and forth thing. Um, and while we were getting to know one another, I definitely got the vibe that he was looking for like a serious relationship, which was nice. Um, and he never said anything that was like a red flag. He never left me on red. He never made me question where he was. Whenever he would go to work, he'd be like, um, he would like, let me know his schedule basically. And if he went out, like he would let me know. And so that reassurance was good. Um, and when we were asking each other questions, like I need to know one another, it wasn't like, of course, like in the beginning, it's going to be like, okay, how many siblings do you have? What's your, um, what, what do your parents do? Yada, yada, yada. That's all in the beginning. I literally, how many more of those do I have to go through until I find the right one? How many times do I have to say, I'm the youngest of three daughters, we're all three years apart. I'm a nurse, the oldest is a chiropractor, the middle is a doctor. How many more times? Okay. The universe, are you listening to me? I need to copy and paste that into my notes because that's like the very beginning. Every time I I, I like talk to some guy, I have to repeat myself. Anyway, that's besides the point. So, like after that, after the basic stuff, we would ask each other like serious deep questions, like that really, that you really, really, it takes to get to know someone. It would be like, what's the worst quality about yourself and what's the best quality about yourself? Or something like, what's something that you learned in the past year, in 2021? Like, what are your goals for 2022? So kind of like really deep thinking questions that you have to think about before you can just like type anything out. And I feel like that really made us get to know one another really, really well. Um, and it was, it was really nice, like, um, getting to know someone who actually wants to get to know you back, um, and, and the same level that you want to. And so he would never leave me on red. And even when I went to sleep before him and he texted me last, he would still wake up in the morning and text me good morning every single morning. It was very consistent, no red flags at all. On the second day of us talking, he actually asked me what my red flags are. And this is a tip. If you're dating, this is a tip. If they ask you what your red flags are, this is what I said. I said, I usually don't give away my red flags because I feel like people can change the way that they are based on their answer. And so a lot of people can be chameleons and morph themselves into what what they think you want them to be like. And I will never know their authentic, true self. And so he understood that. And why I say that is because if you give somebody your red flags, they will just act the way that you want them to act so that they can get whatever they want. Once they get whatever they want, they're going to dip. And so I always say, like, people's actions show way more than words. And so... If they don't know what you want, if they don't know what you like, then they can't do anything but be themselves. And that's the best way to go about when um, getting to know somebody, I feel like. Of course, in the beginning, they're going to try and do things that are like they like try to I don't know. Whenever I meet somebody, like, I'm not my true authentic self. Like, I'm weird, okay? I'm very weird. Like, I have some bad crackhead energy, and I do some out-of-pocket stuff sometimes, which I'm not going to show up front in the beginning because, you know, you want to impress them. But then after that fades away, then you start showing your true authentic self. Anyway, so, um yeah, so we were talking for about a week, and he was very, like, he's such a gentleman, and and um I don't think... I think, I don't think he's like really dated often, even though he was on the apps. Um, he wanted to add me on social media. So I, I had already blocked him from Hello Tiffy RN. And uh, the reason why I do that, I think I, I talked about it in my last, in one of the other episodes. I don't want people to find out, especially the person that I'm talking to, I don't want them to find out about Hello Tiffy RN. Until I know for sure that they're going to be in my life for a while. Um, That's just something that is my personal preference. And um, people can Google me if they know my last name. If they know about Hello Tiffy RM, they can Google me and they can find out way more information than I'm telling them. And it's very uncomfortable when you're getting to know somebody and they know almost everything about you and you know nothing about them. And so I'd rather hide that fact. And so... Um, I couldn't find him anywhere on social media and I am the FBI agent of finding people on social media and I could not find him at all. And so I didn't even know if he had social media because he didn't seem like the type to, he kind of, he's kind of like, um, he likes to stick to himself a lot. Um, he does have friends, but he rarely goes out with them. Um, cause he likes to spend time a lot by himself. And so he didn't like strike me as somebody who would have like a thousand followers on Instagram. He probably just goes on it just to go on it, and then like he's not like addicted. He d- he probably doesn't like post a lot. Same with TikTok. He says that being on TikTok it made him like degrade his brain cells. He said something along the lines of that, or like made him feel stupider, <laughs> like after ten minutes of being on it. So he doesn't even go on it. Anyway, so he said, like, he didn't really use a lot of social media, but he wanted to add me on Instagram. So I'm like, Oh, my gosh, he actually has one. So um, he followed me on Instagram. And my Instagram was private at that time, because I wanted to see when he was going to follow me before he starts stalking me. Because like, you know, like, if your thing is on public, and you give them your Instagram, they can stalk you before they follow you. And I didn't want that to happen. So um, I followed him back. And he had like three posts, like, 200 followers or even like 100 followers barely had any likes on his uh, photos and I was like, okay He's kind of like a low-key guy, which I like I really really like because i'm so I put a lot of my life out there as you guys know um and so Having someone that doesn't isn't really a big fan of social media and doesn't show it. It's like It's like refreshing especially like nowadays And so I like that and so um So yeah, so we follow each other on Instagram and he did not bring up at all that like when we were going to first meet. He didn't, (laughs) he didn't ask me to go out. He didn't ask me to like go get dinner, get lunch, whatever. So finally, after like a week and a half of talking, I was like, so when are we ever going to meet each other? Because it had been constant energy. Like uh, we were giving each other voice audios. Um, Did we face? No, we hadn't FaceTimed. Um, but it was like very constant communication and, and so I shared with him my schedule and he picked a date and he was like, I don't really know lots the spots in Houston. So you're going to have to help me out with this one. Ladies, I hate, I hate planning the first date. I think it's a guy's job and I don't care who you are. It is a guy's job to plan the first date. If you don't live in Houston, I don't care. Google something, Yelp something, ask your friends. Because if you're trying to impress me, don't make me plan the first date. That was kind of like that raised a red flag for me. Because I don't, he didn't live in Houston. He kind of lived like on the outskirts. But I don't care. Plan it. Impress me. And even if it's not a good place, I don't care. It was just the fact that energy that you had to like plan it was just like something. Anyway, I ended up... um telling him, like, we can go to Gaikaku, which is, like, a Korean barbecue, not Korean, Japanese barbecue grilling place here in Houston, and he's never been to it, um, and, and he's never done, like, um, Japanese barbecue before, and I was, like, okay, like, this is interactive, like, I was asking my friends, and they were, like, yeah, like, that should be really fun, because it's not, like, you're just, like, sitting there waiting for your waiter to come, like, bring you the food, like, you can actually, like, cook it yourself, and I was, like, yeah, that'd be fun, so, um, we went there, and, like, leading up to the date, like, that day of, um, like, of course, like, we were, like, excited to see each other, but I was nervous, and I don't know why, because I am never usually nervous to meet a guy, ever, like, I'm usually very, um like, just, like, nonchalant about it. But I think it's because I actually saw potential in him that maybe he could be something because he was giving me – there was no red flags besides the fact that I had to plan the first date. But, yeah, I was kind of nervous. And I remember I was on FaceTime with my friend right before the date, and I was, like, screaming at my apartment, like, trying to get the nerves out. Um, anyway, so we show up at Gaiukaku, and even though I think – did I have to make reservations? Yes, I made reservations. Oh my gosh. That's kind of embarrassing, like having the girl having to make reservations on the first date. Anyway, so we had to wait a while for a table actually. Um but he came out and out of his car and like he met me at my car and like he looked the same, you know. And we went inside and we just started talking. Everything was normal. Everything was, you know, chill, whatever. And then we started to eat. Um and it was so funny. So he's Hispanic. My type is Hispanics. Um, And he's never been to Japanese barbecue before. And even then, like, I don't know. I kind of just assumed he knew how, but the food came and, you know, the food's like uncooked because you have to put on the grill. He just sat there and I was like, you're not going to eat like he just he he wasn't moving. And I was like, "Okay, maybe he's make like waiting for me to make, you know, to put the food on the grill because he doesn't know how to do this. He picked up the chopstick and he like shrugged his shoulders. And I was like, Oh, okay, let's ask you for a fork. Like, it's okay. (laughs) Like, but I don't know. I just assumed he knew how to use the fork. I mean, I just assumed he knew how to use a chopstick because, like, I don't know. That's never happened to me before. And even when I go out to places with my non Asian friends, they also know how to use chopsticks. And I was like, Okay, we're going to have to, you know, do some work on this guy. We're going to have to culture him. Anyway, so we started eating the food, we started, you know, talking, and it was normal. And I was like, I remember um, one of the first audio that he gave me, when we were talking, he said, this feels like too good to be true. Like, I feel like um, you're so nice. You're so pretty. You're so smart. I'm just waiting for something to be wrong with you. Like, I, and that's what he said in his first audio. So I asked him, I was like, so like, have you, like, is that audio still true? Like, are you still waiting for something to be wrong with me? Like, I swear, like, this is my, like, real authentic self. And then he brought up the fact that once he followed me on Instagram, he saw that, like, I, like, put a lot of myself out there. And um, not that it's a bad thing, but we're just different in that aspect. And so once he told me that, I was like, oh my gosh, he doesn't even know about hell to VRN. So just wait until he knows about it. And I trusted him enough to tell him, but I didn't want to tell him like at the restaurant because it's a long story. Um, and especially like if you don't know me at all, like it's a long story to try to tell. And so um, I was like, at the end of the day, it went, it went really well. Um, at the end of the day, I was like, well, there's something that I need to tell you. But like, I don't want to tell you here. Like, I'd rather tell you in a private area. So he was kind of confused about that. And I was like, yeah, it's like, it's something bad, but like, I just feel like I have to tell you before, like we continue to talk. And so he was like, okay. So we went somewhere private and, um, I basically told him everything like from start to finish how I was at my first job as a new grad and then COVID hit a year later. And so if you don't know my story, this is my story. So um, when I was a new grad, um, I worked on a med surge unit and I finished residency. And even though I didn't really like med surge, I stayed because I was complacent and it takes a long time for you to figure out, it takes a long time for you to figure out, you know, who to call, what to do, how to take care of those patients. And so I became so comfortable. I stayed, even though I told myself after the residency, I would leave and trying to pursue pediatrics because that's what I really wanted to do. So I stayed for two months over the residency. And then that's when COVID hit. And when COVID hit, um, all the surgeries, most of the elective surgeries were canceled, which were the majority of our patients were elective surgeries. And so instead of needing seven nurses a night, we would need two nurses a night. And so the other nurses, they either stayed at home because we, we didn't need them and they had to use their PTO to get paid. Or they would be floated to other units, and the other unit would be the COVID unit. And at that time, they weren't giving us proper PPE. And so uh, that time that I spent alone um, in my house because they didn't need me, I really thought, like, is this truly what I want to be doing? Do I really want to be doing meds or do I want to quit and try to pursue pediatrics? And so I quit, and I didn't have a job lined up. And I was unemployed for four months. And during those four months, I became depressed. I had really bad, um, just like guilt and shame about myself for quitting during COVID when the nurses are needed the most. Um, And I applied for like 30, 40 jobs. And I was denied by all of them. I started MBA school. And that's kind of when I started Hello Tiffy RN. And that's when my life changed and turned around. And so I told him, like, now, like, um, I, I have my own business, I, um, have spoken for different universities, that's how I'm able to afford this apartment, um, or that's how I began to start affording this apartment, um. I help other people with their resumes, I help people get their jobs, I help new grads, I help nursing students succeed in their classes, I've collabed with different companies, and as I was saying this, he was taking it all in, but I could tell he was, like, shocked, and he was, like, surprised, and um, I didn't, he wasn't saying anything, like, as I was telling my entire story, and that I wrote a book, and I had a book lunch party, and he wasn't expecting any of this. And when I was completely done with it, he was like, "Wow." He was like, "I don't I don't know what to say." And we kind of just both sat there in silence on the couch. And that's not really the reaction I was expecting. When I I I don't think I've ever had to tell like a stranger my entire story before who didn't know me. You know, you kind of have like you know, when um I don't know, like, like, he didn't know at all that this was coming. And so and I never had to explain the entire story to someone who didn't know me at all. But if somebody were to tell me that story of them, I'd be like, oh, my gosh, like, wow, that's crazy. That's so like, cool of you. Like, I would be asking questions, but he was really quiet and not the energy that I was expecting. And so we kind of just sat there and he was like, I don't like, it looks like you want me to say something. And I was like, no, like, I'm just, I I mean, I, I felt like I had to tell you this because you said that we were really different in the aspect of like sharing our lives. And I felt like I had to tell you before we choose whether or not we want to continue knowing each other, because this is a big part of my life. And. The vibes after that were definitely off and I could tell that he was thinking a lot in his head. I don't know what he was thinking. Um but he just looked really uncomfortable. So I was like, "You know what? Like I was like, I had the game, um uh, we're not really strangers with me, so I was like, you know, like um let's let's play this game and it's called We're Not Really Strangers because I wanted him to kind of take his mind off of it because he was like that's kind of like really heavy that you just like told me all of that stuff and i don't know what you want me to say and i was like let's just like play this game like to get to know each other better and like the entire time that we were playing the game like i could tell that there was this wall that was like between us and this wasn't there before it was only after i told him about hello Tiffy rn so i was kind of like hmm it's like that's kind of different that's kind of strange it's new um and when we were playing i felt like he wasn't even there in the moment like i feel like his his mind was somewhere else his body was present but his mind was elsewhere thinking about something else and so i didn't really like that energy and so at the end of it i told him you know like i know i told you like a lot and i really want you to go home and think about this like, if this is really what you want to continue talking. If you want to continue talking to me. If you don't, like, that's completely fine. Like, um, like there's no hard feelings. But this is something, like, Hello to aren is something so important to me and something that i built from the ground up. It's not something that's negotiable. It's not something that I'm going to quit for anyone. And um, I said, you know, Um, just go home, think about it. And then when, when you're ready to like, tell me, then you can tell me like, whether you want to continue talking to me or not. And he said something that I was like, what? I'm still confused by it. He told me that it was unfair. He said, it's unfair the way that you told me. Because just put it in my, like, if you were put in my shoes, like, imagine if someone were to, like, spill all of that on you on the first date. And in my head, I was like, shit, I think that was cool as fuck. Like, oh, my gosh. Like, I hit a, like, I hit the gold in the jackpot or whatever the saying is. But I didn't say that, obviously, because he was kind of, like, off-standish. So I said, yeah, like, I'm I'm, I'm sorry um, that I had to, like, put this all out on you on the first date, but I feel like if I didn't tell you now, I'd be hiding something from you. And so he really didn't like the way that I told him. And I was like, if there was any other way I would tell you, like, how would you have want me to tell you? And he was like, I don't know, but it's not this. And so anyway, um, we kind of ended things on that terms and then like I hugged him goodbye and I said like if this is the last time I see you like um you're a really awesome person and I'm really glad that I got to meet you kind of things like that you know just I was trying to like end things on a good note because like that's the last thing I ever want is like to end things on a bad note with somebody um and so we both went our separate ways and and the following morning he texted me basically saying like um I'm gonna get this off my chest like Tiffany you're such an amazing person you're so sweet you're smart you're funny you're successful but I think our differences are more significant than our similarities um and and I kind of saw it coming so I wasn't I wasn't particularly sad about it because I was thinking after he had after we left I was like the way that he responded to Hello RN, do I want that energy? Because no matter who you are, if your friend has a passion, let's say their passion is Twitch. And you're not even into video games. But my friend was and they were a Twitch player or Twitch streamer or whatever. I would still watch their Twitch streams when I have the time because I support them. I don't give a fuck about video games, but I will support them no matter what their passions are, even if it's like so something so crazy. Like when, when I told my friends I was going to write a book, like, that's such a out of this world, like, that's like a crazy thought, but they still supported me in it. Even if they don't read, they still read it. Like, and for him to act that way, I just, I was just thinking, I was like, that's not at all the energy or the support that I want. You can support somebody just by saying you support them. But if I want, I want my significant other to wear my merch, I want my significant other to have my book on their coffee table. Like I want my significant other to be reading my post and liking my posts, not just to say, yeah, like I support you, you know, like actions speak louder than words. I don't know where I left off because my it stopped recording, but um, I think I was saying how you should support your friend no matter what, no matter what their passions are. It doesn't matter. You support them because you're, they're your friend and you love them and you should be excited and happy for whatever success that they bring with their passion. And I felt like with the energy he was giving me and the vibes he was giving me when I told him about Hell to VRM, If I had something exciting, some exciting news about it or some even bad news about it, I wouldn't want to go to him. I feel like he wouldn't really reciprocate the energy that I want him to give me and he wouldn't be happy for my success had we got actually gotten into a relationship. And so that I didn't know before any of this how important having your significant other support was like, yes, it's something on my list, but I didn't understand how important it was for me until I talked to him. And I realized, man, like there, I, in a significant other, I need so much support. Like that's what I really, really want. And, and I had dinner with one of my best friends, Lara like uh, last month before this happened. And she was like, yeah, like, I can definitely see, like, your, you know, your significant other, for you, they really need to be supportive of you. And I didn't get it. I didn't understand what she was saying until now, because it, whatever your significant other's vibes are towards your passions, it kind of affects you. If they're not really supportive and they're just kind of, like, passively supporting you, just by, you know, saying like, oh, like congrats, but they're not like, you know, overly like active in it, then it kind of makes you feel like, well, if my significant other, they're not really happy about what I do, like you, you feel like you shouldn't put so much effort into it, which is a terrible thing because the people you surround yourself with, they really affect you and your mood, which it shouldn't be like that, but that's how it is. And so, you wouldn't want to su- surround yourself with people who don't support you. And, and so, that was the biggest thing. The biggest lesson that I learned from this was that, yeah, I, I do need somebody who really fully is going to support me. And something that still doesn't make sense to me now is, like, he said that he wasn't a social media person, but if he wasn't, why would he care that I have Hello Tiffy Like, It shouldn't matter that I have Hello Tiffy on. It's not like I have an OnlyFans and, like, posting, you know, nudes of myself and having other guys see it. Like, it's not even like that, you know? It's, like, something that's empowering to nursing students and, like, me helping. I think it's pretty cool. I don't know if I'm just being cocky and I'm I'm trying not to be, but, like, I think it's so cool, like, what I do. And he didn't see it like that. Um... There are some other, like, suspicions that I had about him, um, but we're not gonna, you know, get into that, uh, it wasn't a red flag or anything, it's kind of just like, I felt like he had a lot of things to work on within himself before he gets into a relationship, um, and that might have played a factor in why he didn't like Hello Tiffy it? He didn't outright say that he didn't like it, but I could definitely tell on his face, like, it definitely made him uncomfortable um, that I was, like, talking about it and, like, telling him everything. Um, and that was just kind of, like, a weird situation. Like, none of my friends were expecting that. When I told them, told them, like, how he reacted, they were like, why? And I was like, I I don't know. Like he told me that he didn't really like social media, um, and like my whole life is put out there. Um, so that was kind of kind of a weird way that it ended. I never thought that someone would stop talking to me because of Hello Toffee RN, um, but it is what it is, and you know, I learned from it, and I, he learned from it too. Um. He said something along the lines of like, I didn't know that I, he was like, I don't know if it's me being like close-minded or I, I didn't know how close-minded I was. He said something along the lines of that. Um, and so that was that. And that was uh, the last person that I went on a date date with. And I really thought that it was going well in the beginning, and and I never expected it to turn out like that. <laughs> but here's to this. If you don't support me in Hello Tippy RN, goodbye. I'm not compromising it. This is my life. This is what I do. If you don't like it, you can leave. And that's the only energy we have in 2022. <laughs> so I hope that you guys like this episode, and you learned something from it. Make sure you have somebody who's fully supportive of what you do because if they're not 110% in it, then it's going to affect you and you're not going to put as much energy into your passions that you were before they came along. So um, I will see you guys in the next episode of With a Capital T. Thank you so much for listening and have an amazing day or night, evening, whatever, um, whenever you hear this. Okay, bye.